Hey, wake up. Huh? Why? It's 4am and time for a decanter of banter with Harry Ravel Lee. But I've got an exam tomorrow. But it's Southeast Queensland's most controversial 4 to 5am radio show. Get the up. No, I've got my final med exam tomorrow. Come on, 4am's the best part of the day. No! Ouch! What the hell? Wake the hell up! Stop! Ah. <laughs> it's a decanter of banter! Good morning! Good, Good morning. morning! Good morning! As the kids say these days, via text message, GM, Bay, in your right. inbox. And I have my bay here this morning, Mitch Reynolds. How you doing? I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> and better late than never, he waltzes on in. <laughs> had to play some emergency Hatchy there. Oh, always swooping for the win. Thanks, Hatchy. <laughs> you really saved me there. But oh. it's not. It's not bad. Please hold music, though, is it? No, not at all. It's well, an elevator I want to be in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If only the World Trade Center was still there, you could probably get that. <laughs> two renditions of that to the top, but. You know, an album before you get to the top, an EP even. Yeah, but you can go down to the AMP building in Brisbane. That's got a few floors. How many floors are we talking? I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, still getting my breath back a little bit. I had to know, run from a street away to get to the back door. We appreciate the effort. Oh, that's we all right. I, I feel great. Lucky. That, that's that's the beauty of morning radio. You get an early morning jog in, <laughs> and you get the warm fuzzy feeling of community radio as well. <laughs> Oh. Now, um, daylight savings is over, so mum's not listening anymore because she used to get up at 5 a.m. and then she'd hear my show down in Sydney. Oh, she's still getting up at the same time? She's no, just not hearing yeah. you? Oh. So it was, it was all about the morning walk and not about my radio show. So <laughs> we can swear now. We can say cuss words. Uh, Maybe later. <laughs> um, you put me on the spot. I was trying to think of a good one, a funny one even. But um, no, it's been a while since you were on the show, Mitch. People sure were has. worried. <laughs> People thought, yeah, when like a band comes back with a new album and like the bassist is missing, <laughs> and it's just a keyboardist, but he's you know the guitarist as well. So yeah. It's like, oh. And all the fans going, where was the old drummer? It was they a go, dispute over money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not paying me, Harry. Pay me my money. <laughs> and he's under a bridge somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've and I've had someone. Someone with the initials MR, they've been messaging in every week saying, bring back Mitch Reynolds. Uh, the last year. <laughs> that that can't be right. From the Red that Hill area, right. it seems. <laughs> I put my number on anonymous. So Just the record. Well, it's good to have you back. Oh, no, it's, it's good to be back. It's been a while since I have. I know the early mornings have been a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a hard thing for me. Uh, this morning, I, my alarm was going off really loud and I was so perplexed. I yes. didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and then <laughs> 20, minutes, 20 minutes later, I somehow got up and went, oh, it's time to get on a decanter of banter. <laughs> that, um, I, I wake up all the time at, at quarter past three and sometimes I forget why and I get really, really angry. I get mad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> on every day but Tuesday. And you, oh. Yeah. They're fantastic. Uh, look, I had a nice sojourn down in down in Sydney on the weekend. How, See, wa- how was your weekend? It was fantastic. My sisters uh, came back from Washington, 
right? So we came down to say hello. She's engaged and pregnant. Oh, double whammy as well. Yes. You go to Washington, big things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we going? I don't know. I'll, I'll go to Washington. I'll come back with a sex change in one leg. Um <laughs> But no, I've got to be an uncle. Congra- not just congratulations to her. Yeah. Congratulations to the whole Lee family. We've been we've been right behind her the whole way. Um, oh, that's awesome. Good news. Uh, yes. I mean, she says I've got the the very important job of letting her know because sometimes you're blinded by love, but oh. letting her know if the kid's a dweeb or not when he grows up. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it to her straight. Yeah. Mm. But it probably backfire, and the kid will probably be like, "Yeah, mum and dad." <laughs> Uncle Harry's embarrassing me. Uncle Harry's a loser. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. When, when when you woke up this morning, was there a moment there where you said, "Look, I could just stay in bed. Harry will be angry at me, maybe for a couple of days. Then we'll be cool again, and I get a nice sleep in." No way. Never did that thought cross <laughs> my mind. The only thought that crossed my mind was, "What the fuck? Is what alarm the buffaninio?" <laughs> the fuck this alarm clock so loud <laughs> i turned it off few- whose alarm is that <laughs> i turned it off so many times and about 15 minutes later i i got out of bed it was one of those ones where you set an alarm and then you set another alarm a minute later oh so yeah. the alarms were just rolling over see they're, they're good most of the time but sometimes when you wake up a bit early and you go you know let's let's take on this day and you go get in the shower and your alarm's just going off Still and off and off and, and your roommates are trying to sleep and they're burning an effigy of you in, in their room <laughs> with their little voodoo, voodoo dolls. <laughs> Stabbing it a million times with little needles. Yeah, then you realise you live with a, a, a voodoo chemist and you're in your house and you're yeah. in the shower and you're getting thrown from wall to wall and you're like, what's happening? And then you, get this, you start bleeding and you go, what the hell? <laughs> no, nah, it's the pumpkin man. He lives downstairs. The pumpkin man. Yeah. Well, he has to live somewhere. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> he can't just push around his trolley of pumpkins around the Indrapilly area all night. He has to lay down his tool somewhere. <laughs> Maybe there's two pumpkin men and they look exactly the same and they swap shifts. Oh, like, the night one, shift. One gives, <laughs> one gives his tr- pumpkin and the trolley, <laughs> trolley of pumpkins, jeez, um, to the other pumpkin man. They, put, they swap the wig, they swap their uh, creased T-shirt and then they go on again. In the spirit of the Commonwealth Games, it's a bit of a, a relay. But instead of the, <laughs> yeah. the baton, it's a trolley full of pumpkins. pumpkins. <laughs> so which, which shift would you want? I mean, so there's, there's, it could go either way here. I mean, Ooh. you get the night shift, you're pushing around a, a trolley full of pumpkins all night, you don't get any sleep, you don't get any kip. But if you're doing it during the day, everyone's there to see you pushing around a trolley of pumpkins. Of pumpkins, and they're all perplexed, but no one's really buying any pumpkins, so that probably getting the disappointment of seeing people, seeing customers, but no... Yeah, no, happy customers, you know that. No way, I'd go night shift. Yeah, so that so way like you could. This. That way you could. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> yeah. Like no one's here to appreciate it, but you know. <laughs> anyway, no one's perplexed either. <laughs> now, um, yeah. So as as I illuminated before, it's a very exciting time for the Lee family, or at least it was until until I invited over a young man who you might know. Uh, by the name of uh, Matt Rackman. Hey! Or... Rack City Chick, Rack, Rack City Chick. <laughs> 10, 10, 10, 20s and the 50s. So I invite him around on Saturday night just for a couple of lagers and and I, I say, Matthew, here's my lovely sister. Unfortunately, she's taken. It's it's Matt. His birth card apparently says just Matt. Just Matt. stops at Matt. Yep. No. Yep. Oh, his family's a bit too regal for that. <laughs> I, I actually went to high school with a fellow whose name was Dave. Not and David. He, no, not David. <gasps> Yeah. Start with two E's? Uh, <laughs> no, I think there was an at symbol instead of an A, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he got bullied a lot. A lot, oh. yeah. 
terrible. He couldn't say his terrible. D's. No, he had a lisp. His name was Dave. Friendly, <laughs> oh. I could apologise. Um, but yes, <laughs> Matt Rackman. Friendly, you could apologise on live radio. <laughs> if only I had a method by which I could apologise in public. Anyway, <laughs> alas, what can you do? Um, now, Matthew Rackerman comes around, and of course he's studying med down there, which is why he moved from Brisbane to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And he, I said, this is my sister, she's pregnant, and he decided launching into a, a big essay of, of all the things that can go wrong in pregnancy. And <laughs> and the, the, the movie became dull. The scene there. Yeah, the afternoon became nighttime, and then, and then he eventually left. I eventually had to put him in his, into his car. He stumbled into the back of a taxi and said, all right, take him home. And I love you, man. And I said, take him home, take him home. And um, Lock and the doors, take <laughs> him home. Now. <laughs> yeah, drop him only at the front door. Um, but I, I walked past the kitchen, I just heard my sister quietly telling mum, Mum, that guy scared me. <laughs> Rack City Chick, Rack, Rack City Chick. Yeah, Matt Rackerman. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> now, as, as, we, as we slightly alluded to there with the pumpkin, the trolley full of pumpkins, it is the time for the Commonwealth Games. Special. It's what special we time. Queenslanders have literally been waiting for eagerly for, for days. I was more excited just to sit on the tram rather than see any of the games. Oh, you went? No. Oh, but you're going to? No. The trams? Oh. <laughs> well, apparently they over-egged the whole traffic thing. I mean, you, you saw those animated commercials that the council put out. But yeah, they, there was that advert, sort of str- string of adverts that went out. It's like, plan your plan your trip. Plan your trip, which tacitly says, don't go to the Gold Coast. Yeah. Plan your trip to the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> plan your trip to Wenham. <laughs> And so all these restaurants, it's, I mean, it's the, the, it's the school holidays. So the, you, these businesses would usually be making quite a fair quid. Restaurants, bars, you know. But they're um, dead because no one's there. And no, exactly. one, no, no one knows about these like hip, trendy little places. They'll go to like, you know, your Cafe 63s and stuff like that. But they won't go, or, or your coffee clubs. But you won't go to exactly. someone's uh, cafe around the corner. That's actually 20 times better. Where the locals would go. Exactly. And the locals have been scared off to Wynnum. Yeah. <laughs> and Wynnum's packed. Scared off, brought to. Wynnum's great. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Is it? Well, then you go to the, then you go to the Wynnum Tavern and then you get scared off. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's a fantastic time. I will say, I watched the swimming the other night. We are going, gold after gold after gold. Oh, how good are we doing in swimming? Absolutely, absolutely very well. Then I heard that Carl Chalmers lost the other day to, to it was like a couple of days ago, to a guy from Scotland. I said, that's not good enough. Ooh. This is the only Games where gold isn't good enough. Because <laughs> I, I sat there and I thought to myself, Australia winning gold in the Commonwealth Games is a bit like uh, Vladimir Putin getting re-elected in Russia. When you get rid of all your competitors, it looks pretty easy, doesn't it? <laughs> that's the Commonwealth for you, yeah. Yes. Well, I, oh, do you but, smell nerve gas? <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> I take that back. I take it back. But uh, don't you reckon, like, Australia's awesome in the pool, but are we going to be, we're not going to be that great as soon as the swimming's done. That's kind of like the Olympics as well. The swimming starts right at the beginning of a two-week competition. Good, yeah. Wow, wow. <laughs> Chlorine in, up your nostrils, and you're having yeah. a great time. All these really, all, the, all <laughs> those manscapers. Pool, oh, yeah. oh, so <laughs> Chlorine's burnt off my facial oh. hair. <laughs> So much shaved arms and legs and like bad pool gases going into your brain. And you, yeah. you start hallucinating, thinking you're having a good time. And then after the swimming's done, what else is there at the Olympics? Or what else is there at the Commonwealth Games? That's really, really good. Because the, then Australia wins gold in, a, in an obscure sport. Shooting. And we pretend like we, we, we cared the whole time. Like yeah. sailing. You go, yes, sailing! 
been waiting four years for this. This has inspired a whole new generation of sailors. <laughs> Let's go to Wynnum, guys. <laughs> Ride the river to Wynnum. Yeah. But this, this, this is a, it's a good time to be alive because I feel like I'm... Uh, right now, I would probably be around the age of most of the athletes that are... And, and same with yourself. And for the first time, I'm going, you know what? I, I, I was watching the opening ceremony and they waltzing around the stadium taking selfies mm. giving some shuckers you know that you know like giving shuckers for the third time after the camera like awkwardly refocuses on oh a particular yeah person, like, like they're zooming times. in for the photo but it's actually a video and yeah uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> and and i thought you know what these aren't my heroes i'm not gonna be forced to look up to these guys just because i have an opening ceremony yeah i'm their age yeah i, I went to school with people like this Ooh. you know um you know, this because here's you the used thing. to beat people up like that at high school. Oh, maybe that's why I'm going to go to the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> beat them up. They don't show that in the animated commercial. <laughs> Some out of townie coming in beating up athletes. <laughs> <laughs> but see, look, these people are the best in their field, right? The, per- the people who are representing Australia in the long jump are the best in the best long jumpers in Australia. You'd say, sure. yeah. Um, so why don't we have a little like opening ceremony where you know the best investment bankers, the best ironers, you know. The, the, the someone who can burp for a really long time gets a parade around a, a stadium. <laughs> the best bigger flipper. Yes. Yeah. To the to the continuous drone of six hundred didgeridoos. <laughs> That's a lot of circular breathing. Yeah. You watched the opening ceremony? Yeah, I thought it was great. A lot of didgeridoos. A lot of didgeridoos and a, yeah. and Migaloo and Migaloo <laughs> and <the> white whale. <laughs> <laughs> Put him back in the ocean. This is so cruel. <laughs> I didn't realize Migaloo was Australian. I didn't realize it had a passport. No, yes. No, yeah. we claimed him. That we had to pry him off the hands of the Japanese. True. They were going, mm, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Come back, Megaloo. We just want to play with you. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Megaloo, we just want to pat you. <laughs> now, <laughs> so some people, not the least of which uh, Pauline Hansen, came out and said, that opening ceremony was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Because, Jesus. you know, we've been to the Gold Coast heaps of times, and when we think of the Gold Coast, you know, we don't think of Aboriginal people. And, but but it's th- Australia, not Gold Coast. Exactly. This is the this is the Gold Coast of old. Um, it's young and it's bold. Um, but uh, if you actually looked at the 600 didgeridoo players from a bird's eye view, it did actually make the shape of a junkie spilling muesli and yogurt on himself on a public bus. Oh, that's... That's the true Australian. Yes, it was actually multi-dimensional. So very creative from the opening ceremony artists there. Now, I just want to oh, want to know how they did the muesli formation. That's great. It was really creative. Um, I know that uh, some children were lucky enough to play the brand. They got to <laughs> to to run home to their parents and mom, mom, I got the part. I got the part. And the whole family runs together to meet in the living room and mum and dad drop to their knees and give them an embrace. Yeah. My little boy's going to be a brand. It's going to be a brand. I'm going to be a brand, Papa. I'm going to be the best damn brand you've ever seen. And you're going to be proud of me. We'll wait until you perform, and then I'll see. <laughs> the dad's sitting there at the couch, cross-legged, arms folded, shaking his head. He didn't do the milk right. He didn't do... <laughs> One little tear going down his face. <laughs> well, we can wait till the next Commonwealth Games. Yes. Every 18 years, we get, we get one of these in Australia. Brisbane, oh, right. 82. Sydney, 2000. 
Gold Coast 2018. What did we have in 82? The Commonwealth Games? In Brisbane. Oh, no way. It put Brisbane on the map. Wait, was that... When did we have World Expo? That was 86. 88. 88. The 80s right. were a big time for, for Brisbane. Yeah. Put, it put us on the map. They said... The, the people stood up and they took notice. They said, Adelaide? Nah. Maybe we'll go to Brisbane. <laughs> um, now, let's address the elephant in the room, Mitch. Um, walking. Should it be a sport? Oh, yeah. That's a tricky one. They kind of look kind of funny when they're running... Oh. When they're walking, it looks Sorry. like it would do some long-term damage. Apparently, it does because apparently it's quite bad for your joints, jarring on your hips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and why? <laughs> Who needs it? Yes. Imagine that that person though, your world championship uh, walker. Imagine them going to Coles and getting two, you know, big shopping bags for the week, and they got to walk back to their car, and their, <laughs> their their arms are their arms are you know their grips failing, but they're just. They fly back to the car. Next thing you know, potatoes in the boot. The mash is on before she even gets home. Wow. And these people who run have no idea what they're missing out on. No, potatoes fall out the bag, go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And they say when it's raining, when you run, you actually get more wet because you're moving more. <gasps> yeah. And so if your you're feet walking, it back up. Yeah. Uh huh. But did you see that uh, just in this game, the Australian, one of the Australian ladies won it, which is awesome, but the mm. other lady, um, didn't win it. She got disqualified. Apparently, if your feet miss, uh, like leaves the ground for any point of time, it's cheating. It's where it's both te- feet off the ground because that's yeah, running. So that's yeah. It, yeah. So that's like it's technically cheating. It's so, cheating, and she's a liar. <laughs> she's a fake, a fraud. Steve Smith and these walkers <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> Walk. It's Walkgate. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> Walkgate. What a royal commission into these walkers. These cheating walkers. <laughs> yeah. Send him home. Yeah. She's at the Goldie, but send her back to Brisbane. Yeah. Send him home. But yeah, it was a 20K race and she got done in the last 100 metres. Oh. Just that would suck. Goodness so, me. So I feel you, sick. You shouldn't have bloody left the feet off the ground. But no, sorry. That, so close. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's that or the half packet of pass rate last night, but I feel unwell. <laughs> um, so, conclusion, what do you reckon? Should it be a sport? Well, here's what I think. I've got a few issues with walking. Yeah. How the hell do you get scouted for the uh, Commonwealth Games walking team? I mean, uh, do they have people watching you? Uh, I know, for example, if you wanted to scout, here we go. Um, I remember in high school, after assembly once, they gave out free donuts. They said, well, after assembly, guys, exciting news, there'll be tables of free donuts out in the quadrangle. And then everyone, wow! And, yeah, and, and then as awesome. soon as everyone got up, they said, "But no running!" <laughs> and oh, so all the scouts are there as oh, the, all the donuts. <laughs> the donuts have little cameras in them. Yeah, view the tape. Afterwards. And there was a ninety-year-old old rugby coach there, with a big grey beard, <laughs> and a gravel voice, just going, and a big clipboard. I want to make him a star. <laughs> You, you walk as quick as possible. The guy from the Mighty Ducks is sitting in a chair. Out <laughs> yeah. I'm back for one last mission. <laughs> Across the Tasman Sea. <laughs> and then he got caught in the last 100 metres. No. <laughs> but um, here's, here's my issue. With athletics and swimming and all that stuff, it's all about skills that you would need in survival. For example, weightlifting. If, if you're in a cave and there's an earthquake and a, you have to move a big ball out of the way, you weightlift it out and you survive. You know, if there's a ravenous neighbourhood dog chasing after you, you've got to jump over the fence, that big high fence. It's yeah. high jump. You know, run. Run from the, you know, the local Attack. axe murderer. You know? <laughs> Whoever said, quick, danger, walk away. <laughs> Maybe that's it. 
in like your nuclear power plant or something where it's like don't not do not run it's like everybody get out of here it's gonna blow yeah, but you're not allowed to run oh because the sign yeah so the person that can walk the fastest is the, is the best but it has to be in certain situations surely because mm. everyone everyone would just run if you could find me one situation in which you would need walking and running can't apply and you, and you need that to survive then I would allow it as a sport but basically all I can see right now is like if you really need to go to the toilet on a first date and you don't want to like like it's too early to go sorry I really need to do a big oh I'm going to run home now but so on the first date you got to just like oh. <laughs> he's got a power walk you got to do that wobble walk as well because there's things that's coming out of places you don't want them to be coming out of yeah absolutely um, obviously speaking from experience there Mitch um, now it's, we've been talking for quite some time might be time to play a song play a song now you've played the hits in a, a celebrity guest playlist oh yep of one song one song one very yeah. long <laughs> song oh god it's a 70 minute ambient mix <laughs> yeah. no look <laughs> Desmond Cheese no, well, how about we play some DMAs for now, and then <laughs> it's quite literally for now. Anyway, it's a beautiful part. <laughs> you were proud of that um, one, weren't you? <laughs> only people in the indie music community will understand that one because the song literally is called For Now. But, if you um, only buy vinyls, then you'd understand. Absolutely. Well, um, this is For Now by DMAs. You're listening to Four Triple Z at Decanter Advantage. We've got Mitch Reynolds here. Yo. Yes. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs>
Your boys from the DMAs there. And here are your boys from a decanter of banter here. Harry and Mitch. How you doing? Yeah, good. What's going on? That was a fucking that was a cracker song. I'd never I hadn't heard that one yet. Um yeah. It's their latest single. Their new album's coming out on the twenty seventh of April. And if it's anything like their first, you'll be an absolute ripper. Yeah, for sure. Killer drums on that track as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And unfortunately it is time for a bit of an ad break, Mitch, so we'll just have to Sure, I'll just go more. to the toilet. Yeah, sure. Come to you. Pass me a cigarette, Mitch. Anyways, excuse me. So, my neighbour tells me, you can't keep shitting in the backyard. I can smell it from when I'm trying to sunbathe. And I said, look, it's my backyard. You I'll do what I want. Yeah, I'll shit it if I want. So I've started flicking it over the fence. Yeah, take that. Absolutely. Oh, you got some nerve. Anyway, we're back on now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, a bit of an ad break there. Uh, Lutemobile. <laughs> 30, back. 30, 32. <laughs> no. Um, look, I'm going to uh, go to sleep tonight with that in my head. Rolling around going... <laughs> <laughs> I actually... If you're anything like me, you have the Lutemobile theme song stuck in your head every day. <laughs> uh, but other than being the subject of many an inappropriate joke at the dinner table, um, Lutemobile is, is... That's a very iconic little th- little jingle there. Um, especially that 13, 13, 13, 30, 32. Yeah, with that end. little grommet at the end with with no teeth. Yes. Singing out 13, 13, 32. I, I heard there was a, it was a search to find that ch- that child. No, That was conducted. Not. and But they did find the girl who says, Don't fix your car. And she <laughs> said that she was actually a ring-in, but the kid who says 13, 30, 32 is actually, like, uh, related to the people who own Lubemobile. Right, right. So, that, would, but, that makes sense. Yeah, but they tried really hard and he never came forward, so <laughs> maybe he is under a bridge somewhere. Um, Still going, 13, 30. Yeah, 13, <laughs> It's all he says. Yeah. <laughs> he works at Woolworths Checkout. That'll be 13, 30, 32. <laughs> You gotta ring the food triangle every time you want to see him or speak to him. Just yeah, come bouldering down the <laughs> stairs, dragging his knuckles. Hey, it's that Lubemobile kid. Oh, anyway, anyway. anyway. Um, no, but because that is such an iconic little quip at the end. What if there is probably someone who has a number that would be you know, 0430. Like you, like you, you you're yeah, in, you're in the yeah. mat in the nightclub. You dance with this high chick, you know. She's got a, this fantastic ankle length sequin dress, and she's wearing a great fedora. And you're making out. This girl's awesome. You're like, this chick rocks. She is hot. And then, she, and then she's like, can I have your number? And you're like, yeah. And 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 you're like, can I have your number? And she's like, yeah. It's 0430 30, 30, 30, 30. <laughs> And then you just turn tail and get out of there. Yeah, you go. <laughs> she had it all. The fedora. <laughs> the number. You she just lost me in the number. Just go to the other corner room and put the number. Yeah. number. <laughs> Why do all the best girls have weird numbers? <laughs> fedora had a feather in it and everything it was just it was right for you yeah 13 30 32 <laughs> but it's not the only iconic ad that i've ever seen now i remember back in high school there was this ad it was a probably didn't it wasn't around for very long and sometimes people didn't really know what i was talking about but um there was this line in it where there's a character called steven i guess and steven says something and then the lady replies not necessarily steven 
And I picked up that and I remembered that. And that became like a little catchphrase of mine throughout high school. You know, if there was ever, if there was any if there was ever a situation where I would say not necessarily, I would just put Stephen on the Stephen end. Stephen on the end. Yes. Yeah. So you'd say, you know, Harry, um, do you brush your teeth every day? And I'd say, not necessarily, Stephen. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, so it was actually it was very it was not necessary that I said not necessarily Stephen. Um, didn't necessarily Stephen have to say that Stephen. So um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your point? My point here is that. After all these years, I still say that. Stephen. I still not say, not necessarily Stephen. And I said it the other day, and someone just said, <laughs> and I realised... They just wouldn't have understood, they don't understand it whatsoever. Absolutely. And and they never said, uh, what, what, you know, uh, what the fuffinini are you talking about? Who are you calling Stephen? Um, <laughs> and so it made me really, really think. Um, and and I, I realised I had a, cu- a couple of other ones like this, because there was an old children's book where they take Grandad out to make pizza and Grandad uh, they, <laughs> they, they keep get the cheese <laughs> yes I've heard you say that a pizza. do you know what I was talking about yeah <laughs> no not until this very day yeah so never they, knew so they go, they go out and they go we got the tomatoes we got the pineapple <laughs> we got the pizza bases but don't forget the cheese Grandad <laughs> So whenever you were making homemade pizzas at home, the first thing that popped into my head is, don't forget the cheese, Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Just a little bit unrelated, but what, you made you made a song um, and it was like something about the meatloaf. Don't eat the meatloaf. Don't eat the meatloaf. <laughs> I really want to hear that one day on, on De- Decanter of Banter. I want to hear you play your meatloaf song. I think it's quite up to a Decanter of Banter standard. I mean, <laughs> I th- that was a... Uh, a music course I did my arts degree and I had to make I think five songs over the course of the semester don't eat the meatloaf yeah <laughs> but it was no look it was different it was it certainly changed the game yeah your tutors had no idea yeah, what they it were changed hip hop but it didn't get much love from the class I think they just didn't understand it yet. it wasn't at their level no yeah not at all they had to stand upside down on their head and drink water and that would get rid of their hiccups, but they still wouldn't understand it. You need to play it from seven different speakers at different angles. And in close your opera, eyes. In the opera house. Yeah. yeah. Then you understand. Then you walk away going, I won't eat the meatloaf. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> but don't forget the cheese, granddad. <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing. I'm down in Sydney on the weekend and I see my mate Harry Baxter. And and he says, this, this is how it comes about. And I say... I say, not necessarily Stephen. And then I go, you know what? Do you know what I'm talking about? He says, no. And he says, I'll explain it to him. And he says, you know, I've, I do one of those as well, but it's completely made up. <laughs> See, it didn't even, not necessarily Stephen didn't even have to be from an ad. He has a, a little saying that goes a little bit like this. Oh, we're on here, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and one more time for the people at home. Oh, we're on here, Kevin. And one more time. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but... So he has a little saying. Uh, we're on here, Kevin. Oh, we're on here, Kevin. And Who's Kevin? No one knows. knows. Everyone goes along with it because they think it's some sort of obscure movie quote. And like, like a quote, yeah, and they think, oh, that's got to be cool because, you know, it's really funny and it's used in context, but they just got no clue where it's from. Yeah, they got, they got a big beaming smile and they go, yeah. <laughs> I've got another one. I, I don't, don't really anymore, but there was this period where, like, me and a few people I knew would go, oh, true that, Dixie. And Dixie? You know, Dixie. Don't know what that's from, what country music song that's a reference to, 
But yeah, yeah chew that, Dixie. <laughs> there you go. And everyone went along with it. Yep. I'm going to go along with it now and <laughs> nervously laugh. <laughs> oh. Oh, we're on here, Kevin. And so basically, um, he he got it to the point where he could say, Kevin, and then someone else would say, we're on here. Um, <laughs> oh, it's that well known. Yeah. And, and it makes you think, I mean, there, there are, I mean, there are a couple of others in the, in the uh, modern discourse, things like, you know, Yolanda Be Cool. Yeah. Because remember those, Yolanda Be Cool, the music artist. Yeah. And then a whole generation Papa of people. Americano. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. And when you watch Pulp Fiction and you you hear the line when Samuel L. Jackson goes says to the character Yolanda, Yolanda be cool. A whole generation of people went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just a band. <laughs> and 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 you think it's Elementary Watson, very mm. similar. And I think you could just make up any of them and make up a movie quote, just put it in the modern discourse, and um. It could stick around for generations. Things like, you know, now that's a salsa pancho, you know. <laughs> when, you, when your mate's just hooked up with a hot bird, you say, now that's a salsa pancho. <laughs> or you could say things like, please don't hit me, George Columbaris. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a reality TV quote. Yeah, <laughs> that is an actual quote. Stay away from me, Mr. George Columbaris. I think that, I think... I think word for word the actual quote was ah, George Calabaris, no! Oh, ah, ah, ah. Um, wow, that's so accurate. Man, the secret leaked recording. Um, or my, another one. No, 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 not again, Manu. Yes. Yes, we won't tell you what context that happens in, though. Uh, no. Manu is a lovely man. Yeah. Are you ordered by law to say that? I, I after the whole defamation proceedings agree- last year, actually agreed to compliment him every time he can. It is quite. It's a court order. I have to compliment Manu whenever his name comes up. Manu is at the forefront of French cuisine <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> anyway, it might be time for another track. Oh, got so many great tracks here. Ooh. Let's have the entire music library of the world at my fingertips. <laughs> and what do I choose? What do I choose? <coughs> Rack City Chick. Rack City Chick. Let's play some fun. Forgeable Z, the Candid Bandit. Bet you like this one? Sure do. How good's that album? Yeah, good. Good. Oh, they almost broke the floor last time they played here in Busy. They did. They did break the floor, that's right. They broke it. Woolly Mammoth. We can pay for a new one. Come to Brisbane, break our floors. Yeah. 
Hockey dad. The blokes who came to Bridgie and bloke our woolly mammoth floor. Ugh. But good thing they're a bunch of legends, so it makes up for it. Yes, a small bunch, only two of them, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they somehow broke the floor. Mm, I've Maybe one of them's really overweight. Yeah, one of the, this is actually a funny story. <gasps> I saw them at the foundry, right? Yeah. And oh yeah, um, I saw them with you. Oh yes. no, I saw them at the zoo with you. Mm, but I yeah. started a chant: um, "Dicks out for the boys, dicks out for the boys." It, like it's <laughs> it's a little bit gay, but um, <laughs> a little bit of a gay chant, but. Um, at the time, we sort of went around to, to places and we'd start chants like that in those days. And um, and I think he misheard us and, he's, and he he thought we were saying tits out for the boys. So he thought we were accusing him of having man boobs. Oh, the lead and singer. He's a little, he's a little bit chubby. chubby but little so chubby, he actually like became quite self-conscious and said, look, I, I actually, he softened and he said, look, I get it. I've got man boobs. And and I felt so guilty because I, I oh he actually said that I wanted to give him a big hug oh. and say I said dicks <laughs> I said dicks um, go and you pat him on the back like, yeah just dicks <laughs> just dicks what's it it's Zach and Billy Zach sure. and Billy Zach's I, the singer, I would yeah. have to say he's amongst one of the great lucky drummers in the world because when you got a, a great guitarist great singer great songwriter and you're just a drummer you know who knows he might write some of the songs oh but does he not I actually, I have no I didn't actually yeah. know but. But yeah, he is. That's the part where you go, oh, you're great. He's a cracker drummer. He is a good drummer. He's good because you got, there's a bunch of other two pieces with some pretty, uh, well, average drummer. You've got White Stripes, extremely average drummer. Yes, the Black Keys spring to mind. Yeah, pretty average drummer. Um, uh, you've also got Eagles of Death Metal, whereas might be an average drummer, but that drummer is also Josh Homme who is a singer-songwriter of Queens of Stone Age, probably the best band that's ever lived. And he somehow plays drums, and he might not be that good, but he's still giving it a crack. And it's, it's not about being technically proficient. Sometimes it's about having soul. Yeah. you got soul, you know. Well, Eagles of Death Metal is real just punchy garage rock. So he does does well doing what he's doing, but Josh Homme can't do a bad thing in my book. He's a legend. Yes, you love him. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. He's your favourite redhead? Favourite redhead by far. Favourite head, I think. Favourite head, yeah. in general. Yeah, he's just got a good head. Wowza. But yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about that. I remember when, when the Black Keys, Dan Auerbach, who was akin to this hockey dad situation. He's the, he's the singer, right? The singer, guitarist, great. songwriter, I believe. Yeah. And he went solo, and his solo stuff's way better because he doesn't have this crappy drummer holding him back. Yeah, He's I, freed from the shackles of terrible drumming. <laughs> I've never listened to his um, individual stuff, but that... Album Brothers by Black Keys. Oh, that was a cracker. That oh, had you like, like the Black Keys. Yeah, or with that one album especially, that Howlin' For You, um, She's Long Gone, like Tighten Up, all that came off that Brothers album. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. So good. We'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's time for a very special segment. It's called Crazy Thought of the Week. And it has a little jingle. Um, this, this week's Crazy Thought of the Week it pertains to Twitter. You use Twitter much, Mitch? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I've never really jumped on that Twitter bus. Really. You're not one of the Twitterati out there? Twitterati. <laughs> Wordplay. Yeah, no, twi- Twitterati. It's actually in the dictionary now. The Twitterati. They're like a... The, they moralise. They're like the people who are high up on their pedestal who make judgment calls about everything. Oh, yeah, the Twitterati. It's like a, a rant forum from what I can understand. You just pick things to rant about and then you get on your Twitter profile and you go, oh, old people, hate them. They're wrinkly. Ah, and then someone yeah. will retweet your tweet. Tweeting, and Channel tweeting, 10 will go on and say, oh, this is what everyone's saying on Twitter. Exactly. But they yeah. forget. They, they look to Twitter as if it's a genuine news source of the people. But only a certain group of people use Twitter. Only a certain group of people care about what everyone thinks about their opinion. 
when I want to share my opinions, I just go down to the local KKK meeting. <laughs> they don't need Twitter. They listen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're analog. They use pens and paper. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. That was dark. <laughs> anyway, um, this week's crazy thought of the week is a, li- a little bit, it's a bit long-winded. Maybe I won't try, I won't try and summarise it. But basically, if I had a penny for every time someone said to me, who even cares about the Kardashians? I probably have about five pennies. We're looking for the exact phrase here. Who even cares about the Kardashians? Yeah, correct um, punctuation there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, I do understand there's a whole bourgeois middle class of women who spend $120 on makeup every day and, uh, and, and can cry on cue. But you know, who really does care? I don't... I just don't get it at all i don't understand it and almost this is you know even another crazy thought of the week this is unrelated to twitter yes but crazy thought of the week got the crazy theme in the back here yeah the royal family (laughs) all they are is they're like accentuated version of the kardashians they might be they're great look they're great they're all lovely people and they do great things for sure but what have they done to be famous you've got this all wrong nothing no you've got this all wrong the Kardashians are a mock replica of the royal family. Right. Every that's country better, yeah. needs a royal family. People who set the standard. You know in England, if you're a dressmaker or a cake maker, and say Kate Middleton chooses your cake for a wedding, you go, well, I've made it. My cakes are officially awesome because yeah. Kate Middleton got it. They're like the standard setters. They're the, the, the figureheads. America has none. Yeah. And in times such as these, when maybe some of them don't idolise their president so much, they turn to celebrities. They turn to George Clooney. They turn to Kim Kardashian. True. Yep. You know? Um, In fact, very pertinent because Prince Charles actually came to Brisbane uh, last Wednesday. he did. Oh. I actually... I said to myself during the day, I said, oh, you know, Prince Charles is coming at lunchtime. Maybe like a cool, like random thing just to go there at lunchtime. I'm like, who cares? Like, I'll just check it out. Like, whatever. And then... um, There was just a sea of people? No. I, I... I, I got all dressed like I put on my jacket and I'm like what am I doing like, and I wore a full suit you were excited to see Charles. I, mean, I came from work you see Chuck yes Charles <laughs> he's, he's a very nice man great did, wave wait did you actually end up seeing him did I you, saw him did you shake uh, his hand no no there was a big throng of people there true true but um yeah no eventually like because I was like oh I'm running late and then I started running and I was like, I actually, I think subconsciously, I really wanted to see him. Yeah. yeah. And and well, I, I, did, I yelled out good day. No eye contact, but I saw him. And um, oh, as I was walking back, someone was on their phone. And they were like, Mum, I, I got to shake his hand. And, and they're like, oh, it was so red and puffy. <laughs> he is a very red man. <laughs> he doesn't have sun-kissed skin. No, I think that's uh. it. Because all these subtropical climates, this porcelain skin getting all red and puffy. Um, but anyway, but Ch- Charles would come around the bend, and people would go, "Oh, woo, Charles, yeah!" And um, then Camilla would be following ten meters behind him and go, oh, "You got the photo, um, Charles, come back!" <laughs> Poor Camilla. No, she's a lovely lady though. Um, I, what I like most about them too is they're a proper couple. They really like each other. There's none of this politics here. It's not like Bill and Hillary Clinton where they just stay together out of you know through their careers. They just, really like just each for other. an image. Do you know, their, their phones got hacked by the British media a little while ago. And oh, Prince I wonder if Ch- they even use her phones. No, they do. <laughs> like- More than that, mate. They're sexting each other. Ooh. They were There was a sexting scandal. True. Many, scandal. It, was about, it was about 10 years ago. But they're allowed to. They can, exactly. do, they can do whatever they want. But you find me another 70-year-old couple who are still sexting each other. I yeah. love that. I think they they really do set the standard. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, back to the crazy thought of the week. Actually, we never really got warmed up there. But um, sorry, we went tangential. <laughs> but see, here's the here's the thing, right? Where I had to make uh, a Twitter account for one of my art sort of back in uh, uni, right? right? Yeah, but yeah. I never deleted it. And I keep getting these emails all the time. And they say, "Who to follow?" And they say, "Follow Kim Kardashian. Follow Carrie Bickmore. Ugh. Follow um, uh, they follow all these left Walid Ali people. Yeah, characters like this. And and I say, hmm, Twitter is essentially telling me." who to follow so when you first make a Twitter account when you first get an Instagram account it, I mean you have Instagram mm-hmm. when you first made your account did it say suggested people to follow yeah no I think it did I think it did uh-huh. they're trying to like kick you off but like steer you in that way I guess steer you in a particular direction yeah and that direction is the Kardashian family now uh, so I, I get all these emails all the time saying and, and it's very much akin to uh, when I was in Townsville uh, for my uh, cousin's 21st many years ago um I, I, I had very fond memories of going out in Townsville. I was wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt and this young man in the street... Throwing rocks at you. Yes, well, verbal rocks. <laughs> he said, oh, nice Ralph Lauren, you fucking... You fucking... Um, uh, and he couldn't think of the word to call me. He only thought of the adjective that went before the word, um, <laughs> which was the F word. And, and I kept walking with my head held high. But basically, we went to this venue and it was called The Venue. And I signed up for a raffle and I had to give my email and my phone number. And still to this day, about once a month, I get a text from the from venue. that place. Uh, <laughs> with the gigs that are upcoming. They'll get you. Yeah. And so it'll say like, oh, this weekend, Daryl Braithwaite, the venue. And and there's no like opt-out option. No. Have you tried texting back saying, stop sending me? I did that once when I was drunk. Sure. And I was angry. I said, stop texting me, venue. <laughs> <laughs> but still, still they persist. So like, it's just, I've got no problem about it. It's just like, I know if I'm ever back in Townsville, like to you know, dump you gotta, you got to go to the venue. You walk in, they go, Harry, my boy. Yeah, we've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> just in the area to dump some excess pool chemicals. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm back in Townsville. But um, it's good to be. But So you just keep it around just in case you are back there and you get some cut price entry to the venue. venue I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. We can, if you've got any bad things to say about Townsville, say them now because this is, is only broadcast in uh, South East Queensland, so they don't hear us up there. <laughs> I've never been to Townsville, so I can't comment. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you can still say bad things about it. That's what Australians do. You just name a remote location and you just bag it out, even though you've never been there. <laughs> Tasmania. <laughs> now, that place is gay. <laughs> never been there, though. Tasmania's great. Don't bag Tasmania. I wasn't bagging it. I called it gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh, what mean, are you saying? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you gotcha. got me. <laughs> uh, no. Um, now, you went on a fantastic trip to Tasmania with your girlfriend. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, me and Kay went down there, and it was sick. It was um, super picturesque, like proper New Zealand vibes. So yeah, me and Katie got the got a wicked van, had Pink Floyd on the side. It was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. But t- our friends, Taj and Hannah, got a wicked van as well. Had a guy with a monocle smoking a cigarette going, fuck yeah, die, on the side. Oh. Yeah, it said, oh, it said, oh, it was like, go hard or go home or something on the side. And Those wicked campers. <laughs> you see them miss, hey. If I had children and I was on the highway near Byron Bay, obviously Tasmania too, I would just <laughs> blindfold them in case they saw a wicked camper van. They're sexist, they're racist, and they encourage drug use. Tick, tick, tick. Get them out of here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard people say that the first thing they notice when they get back from Tasmania and come to the city... Everyone's is, just got one head. It's yeah. So odd. <laughs> so odd. So weird. Just get used to it. Yeah. You know, it's weird at first. Like, it's like, who am I talking to? Like, whose face do I look at? Yeah. But then, it's, it's kinda, but then they hang out with themselves and tell yeah. jokes back and forth. 
Like they they can tell the lube car ad and joke that back and forth. <laughs> the great harmonies. You had two heads. <laughs> like a, yeah. uh, the great takeaway of this episode is maybe if you seeing careers stalling a bit in Brisbane, you're on the streets busking and not getting many coins, maybe Tasmania's for you. Hey, do you want to chop off your head and sell it to mine? We could, <laughs> we could be buds. This is, an, this is a radio ad or is this, we still talk? <laughs> so join you. <laughs> get your head, got your mate's head sewed onto yours and that's 13, 13, 13, all right. Well, Mitch, it's been great to have you in it. We'll, oh, we'll thanks so much, mate. With your celebrity playlist. Um, yeah. want to introduce oh. us? Uh, well, doesn't need any, any more introduction, but best band in the world, Queens of the Stone Age. They've been around since early 90s. Josh Hom can do no wrong. So play a bit of Josh Homme and yeah. What right. a way to end uh, your four to five radio show. And that's what it will do. Thank you for joining us this morning, Mitch. Booyah. Thanks so much for having guest. me, mate. Yeah, sorry for the uh, late arrival. But <laughs> oh, sort of better late than never, as they say. And it was fashionably late. <laughs> we got to play Hatchy. Yeah, I got in there right as Hatchy was finished. Thanks, yeah. Hatchy. <laughs> really, really brought me in. Bumping up our quotas. Local, Australian, it's new, it's female. <laughs> covered for the next the month. The numbers are off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> anyway... Face down.